And uh, it, with the time we have today, we're not going to be able to cover all of Amal's features and entirety of all of that we've worked on. Um, but we're going to really focus on some of the big value points, some of the things and the big takeaways that you can leave this room and knowing how you can either continue to support us on this journey, get involved in some way, um, and also to acknowledge a few of my other colleagues, uh, Nada Hoskins, who has uh, been very, very helpful in, 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 I guess, in daily efforts with them all, and also Dr. Bijan Rohani, who is here in the audience as well. Uh, I did, it wouldn't make sense to go forward without acknowledging two very critical team members. So, so moving forward, the other element here uh, is if you'd like uh, a demo after or more information, please feel free to approach us. Uh, we have our phones with us. Uh, Amal is something that uh, is very much more than just uh, an idea. It is actually a, a very much a working uh, iPhone app at the moment, uh, something that you can actually um, uh, get access to and use uh, in the region. It's a program primarily organized and directed by Global Heritage Fund and a few of the other organizations, many of which are here present in this room, um, made Amal go from just an idea to an actual working app, a reality, something that you can use uh, in emergency situations. One of, the, one of the themes that we've been hearing in these talks about documentation, I've been here for several days. My background as well, much like my colleague Sarush, is not in archaeology. It is very much in product design, in application design. Um, and the first thing that I've, I've, I've approached in looking at why? Why are we building this? Why have we been building this? It's a very important place to start as opposed to just talking about our features. Is it, is it necessary to have these digital tools? This has been an ongoing dialogue that we have shared here over the past couple of days and it's something that I'd really like to go into. If we look at, if we look at training and we look at uh, protecting cultural heritage, what, what is it that we can provide that would not necessarily create another series of problems as if we look in the past and look at other forms of technology, what can we learn from that? The, what, I, what I've noticed in the beginning in observing uh, the current practices of documentation uh, of sites after an emergency has happened, after a disaster, um, the use of paper and other techniques of, of document gathering, I found that, and many, other would, many others would agree, that the methods used are sometimes very slow um, very expensive and also prone for error. Um, these are things that uh, on the mobile and technology side um, we have addressed in building this application. The other element of a team is something that is not so simple. Uh, if you look at the site, even in this image right now, the use of a team is integral. It is not a singular effort. And that is something that we are going to address uh, in our next iteration of our product and my colleague Sarush is gonna go into a little more. But it is very important to acknowledge that and know that we uh, will address that element as well because it is very important. The other element to address here in terms of why is there are other tools out there in the humanitarian space that are integral to response efforts. After an emergency situation, the tools, many of these tools have been proven to be useful in coordinating teams, in coordinating response efforts, um, even doing preparedness uh, and recovery efforts. So these are tools that uh, we have looked at very closely in the building of our mobile application and our platform. So what is Amalan Heritage? Amalan Heritage has evolved since I've joined the team about two years ago to being a simple mobile app 
to very much being a community. It is a community of conservators. It's a community of volunteers, trained and untrained. We equip them with digital tools that are easy to use for the better protection of cultural heritage. These are very important things to us, and we think about them every day when we work on this application. It, it, and a lot of this started before I even came aboard. In 2015 in Sarja, in the Ikram Athara Center, uh, my colleagues in this room, Nada Hosking, and also Dr. Bijan Rouhani, were integral in setting up the foundation, the design foundation, all of the fields that could be considered important, very important um, things to discuss. I had mentioned a lot of the techniques for data gathering came from traditional surveys and traditional um, paper and pen methods. Those forms needed to be transferred over into a very organized data methodology. And that is also what, that's where, sort of where we started. We also started with a very important focus to look at rapid impact assessment, the immediate aftermath of a disaster. What can happen? How can teams come together? And how can a tool not get in the way, but also support these efforts? Very critical for heritage. So that's sort of where I came into the project. And um, in looking at it, we decided to preserve a lot of those fields, a lot of those forms. We organized them into a, a, a database, a very basic relational database. So that way, we could sort of streamline the form gathering techniques. Uh, we gathered together and hosted a design sprint in Bahrain. And in Bahrain, we had teams represented from all over the MENA region, some of which uh, have actually even been here in this, uh, in this conference. Um, and in that workshop, we did two things. One, we sat down in a room very similar to this and talked about all of the, ex went through all of the different workflows necessary to accomplish this app. We had a very early iteration of a mall. And that, that iteration had all of the fields that I had talked about from the survey. It was very um, thorough. We also had another version, which was just a very basic, basic version that was using off-the-shelf tools. And that just represents uh, apps that maybe you have on your phone that you're familiar with. Uh, we took those two things and we brought them into the field. We did a very, uh, a very strategic uh, test assessment of a few sites in Bahrain this being one of them, a historic house in the Manama district. And when we went there with the team of about 20 participants, uh, some of them were not trained. They came from different backgrounds, uh, some from archaeology, some from architecture, some from just basic walks of life. We, we equipped them with these apps. Half the groups had basic um, uh, note-taking app, uh, and the other half had access to the forms that we had discussed as well. Um, and we went through. And the first thing that struck me being one of these participants were all of the challenges that we faced, from extreme heat to uh, facing uh, different lighting scenarios, challenges with, with um, uh, also safety hazards. Um, this, again, was a structured training exercise, so we actually weren't going into this location directly in the aftermath of an event. But as you can see, there were some, some challenges there. And these were important things to understand when we went back to look at the fields that we have in our app right now. We quickly realized that we had to do more than just a simple mobile app. We needed to take the framework that we have and think of it much more broadly than it being just on the phone to being, to being supporting multiple device sizes so also looking at a web app as well. So these were important takeaways, and it also got us to work on what would be the next iteration of Amal. 
we looked at a lot of the fields that we had captured and the images that we had captured, and we found them to be very valuable. Uh, a basic photo, when combined with metadata, with very accessible forms of documentation, universal forms of documentation, many of the themes we've been talking about here, is very useful after, especially when you're back in the office looking at a number of these different reports. So these are the areas that we decided to focus on. We removed a lot of features, and we zeroed in on capturing, the ability to capture a photo, assessing the ability to assess a photo and provide that metadata, very integral to your representation of a scene, and reports, very quick reports that can be produced. Let's talk about capture. The first thing when we were working on this is we realized we didn't need to build a camera for a professional. It didn't have to be a camera that was used in many different scenarios. It was a very focused scenario that we were approaching to build. The other thing is that we weren't building a social camera, a camera that was for taking pictures of yourself or selfies. We weren't building a camera that had excessive use of filters and all kinds of tricks that many, many people have become accustomed to on their phones. Uh, so removing a lot of that noise. And just uh, different techniques like tripods and things, this was not something that was required to use a mall, and we needed to actually rethink that camera. And it started with removing a lot of the features that come in your default camera. When you, for those of you who have your mobile phones and you're comfortable with your camera, you'll notice there are a lot of options there. And every couple of quarters, those options tend to increase, not decrease. And our, the way we've approached it, we actually removed many of those features. We also, uh, in terms of the app, default by default, the moment you select the icon for Amal, it actually loads the camera immediately. Um, this was done by design. It was done so that when you are in emergency scenario after, that, after the fact, you can go in and you can quickly take photos of a site and capture and document it. Um, this uh, sped up the amount of captures taken tremendously, just doing that, removing that cognitive step to select an icon for camera. The other element here is simply that the GIS works as well, that GIS and GPS technologies within the app are still working even when intermittent connection is available. If you are not in range or it's not available, you can actually see that in the screen as well. Uh, very basic but important to note. The other element here we're going to talk about is assess. And this is one where we face challenges in the field in the Bahrain exercise. Uh, the first thing we noticed was that internet was very intermittent. It would come in, come out. Uh, we had an app, uh, the off-the-shelf note-taking app that we used. Uh, did indicate that it would work offline, uh, but in most of our testing scenarios, it was very inconsistent. So when building the next iteration of a mall, we, we approached it uh, offline first, the idea that internet would not be available, that you can go in the field confidently and use the app. The other thing were the assessment fields. If you look at the assessment fields that I had here in this slide, you'll notice that we have a couple of very easy options that can be done with one hand. And this is also something very important because your other hand could be protecting your head as you're coming into a low entry, uh, as we just did in our, our tour of Carthage with the group. Um, the, other, uh, the other things uh, for local stewards, people in their community who are maybe untrained or just, uh, just in the area where they can document some heritage, one practice that I did in my hometown uh, of uh, Flushing, New York, uh, was to go and document the uh, World's Fair site that was there. Um, this, is, um, this is a site there which some of you may be familiar with in the 1964 World's Fair. Um, I was able to go and capture a picture, you'll see here in the first image, of an overall area. 
These are very basic techniques for how to use the camera that we provide in a training guide that comes. It's a basic user guide that can walk you through how we would suggest to use a, a mall. Uh, it, 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 it suggests that you take pictures of an overall area, uh, sites and buildings, uh, giving instruction on that, obviously any damage that you see or objects. Um, so these are some things that, some stepping points that a lot of it come from different for, for like photography techniques to create a good and accurate representation of a scene. Those fields are not kept in those basic, basic areas. They are just the starting point for a handoff to a web app that lets either the assessor or other groups, other invited groups that we have actually worked with to be able to go and build out and build upon those assessments. So they are meant to be accessible. They are not meant to be only for the assessor. They are actually meant to be a part of a much bigger collective effort that aims to, to help with intervention efforts. The other thing too is internally on our side, we have a very active dashboard around the activity that each assessment takes. We treat this uh, with the same amount of importance that any other project would, any business project for that matter, in terms of what features are being used, what, what, what features are not being used. We're actually analyzing a lot of that to continuously make uh, a mall better. The other takeaway too in that exercise that we did, the the users that were just using their camera, that were just using the basic camera, taking photos, putting them into albums, collected up to 50% more photos than the, than the users that were just using your basic uh, form-taking app. And those were very big distinctions to us. We really, when, after we did our exercises, we wanted to provide a tool that did that and really empowered users to take and capture a lot more data in the field. So now I'm gonna hand it over to my colleague, Sarush, uh, to tell you a little bit more about uh, what we did in Ottawa. Yep, Thank you, Andres. Uh, so to test out the app, we went to the SEPA conference in Ottawa. Um, SEPA is, a, is an acronym that they don't use anymore, but now the conference is called Digital Workflows for Heritage Conservation. So this was back in August. And we did a small workshop with about 25 of the attendees of the conference and um, took a look at using Amal, the app that we had just built, uh, in, in the field. So the site that we chose was uh, behind the university that the conference was held at. And behind the university, there is a canal. And there are locks in the canal so that boats can travel up, up the canal. These locks are over 100 years old, and we thought that they would make a good testing site for our app. So we walked through um, the area, and we, we showed the users um, how to use the app and take pictures and capture the damage and structures of the lock. So here we can see our colleague, uh, the esteemed Dr. Bijan Rouhani, uh, taking photos of, uh, of the mechanisms in the lock. Once we had captured all those photos um, in the field, primarily we had everyone focus on only taking pictures. We were able to then come back into the classroom and once we were in the classroom, uh, show the users how to create reports. Uh, reports in Amal are uh, the, only, the only, once you create a report, that's the moment that any data leaves your device. Until uh, you tap the publish button, all the data stays local on your device and secure in that place. Uh, when creating a report, you select a number of photos, um, assess them, adding any uh, additional metadata that's required, 
and send that report over to Amal. Uh, and when you send that data to us, uh, we receive it on the back end, and these are a number of the reports that, that we've created ourselves in our team and that we've gotten from our community. So you can see in the top right, A14, that is the historic souk here in Tunis, and A15 in the bottom left is the Port de France. Uh, these reports at this, at currently are just coming to a mall, um, simply because that's the easiest thing to do as we get started. But as we develop the application more and more, uh, one of the things that we really want to do is work with other, uh, work with other institutions and provide, um, provide a tool for the collection of information that can then land in many of the other databases that we've uh, discussed over the course of this weekend. Um, databases that come from institutions that many of you work for. So while we were at SIPA, um, we, did our, uh, we did our workshop with the 25 attendees, uh, but about five or so of them only had Android phones, and at that point we had only developed an, uh, an iPhone app. And so they couldn't use our app. And what we did was, you know, we had an extra iPhone, we handed that around, um, but uh, ultimately we knew that one of the biggest stopping points of this app is that we don't have an Android version. Uh, so we took that feedback and, um, oh, in addition, of course, uh, in this region in particular, there are lots and lots of Android users and um, as we develop the app for um, places for use in this region, we want to make sure that we can use Android. So now that we are here in Tunis uh, for this wonderful conference, uh, we're proud to announce that we have been working in, those, in the intervening four months on an Android app and that Android app is uh, in alpha right now, almost done, and will be available for beta testing in the next few weeks. So we're very, very excited about that. Um, if you want access to our Android app, if you want access to our iPhone app as well, um, you can go to our website. It's at amal.global. Uh, there's no .com, just amal.global. And in the top right, there's a button that says early access. And in the, uh, there, there'll be a form, and you can give us your email and we will give you access to the Android app in the next few weeks when it's ready for testing, uh, or if you use iPhone, we can immediately give you access. So those are the three main components um, of Amal as it stands. Uh, but as we round out 2018, or as we round out 2017 and look forward into 2018, we want to start thinking about some of the things that we want to do in the future. Um, the, one of the big things that we, we plan on working on uh, in the future is teams and collaboration tools. Uh, so when we went to uh, when we went to assess the locks in Ottawa, we found that um, there were a number of there were a lot of people working, which is typical of a site. There's not usually one assessor, but many working in a team. And so before we went, we did a little pre-planning, and uh, so we used you know basic tools to to chart areas and assign groups. Um, group A was the yellow area, and Group B was the red area. And so building these tools into a mall would be extremely helpful for assessments. So pre-planning is very important um, and having a team leader that can, that can help organize the, the assessment before you even hit the site and before you even um, hit the geography. Uh, and then of course, while you're at the site, um, you may find that there's an object that you want to assess, but you can tell that one of your colleagues has already assessed that object and that you don't need to. So having the devices communicate with each other um, especially in areas, of course, there's no Wi-Fi at a lot of these sites, and there's not even any cellular connection. And so having the devices connect uh, directly would be very important. So that's another big thing that we want to work on with team management. 
And lastly, when you're creating these reports, right now they come from individual people, but perhaps your team wants to unify their reports and bring everything together before um, submitting to, to one of these databases. Um, and of course, a large part of AMAL is uh, the capacity building that we're working on. So uh, the, the goal of AMAL is to give people the tools that they need so that they can respond to emergencies and be prepared for when things happen. And some of those people are going to be professionals, like people in this room, and others are going to be community members as well, the people that live uh, right next to the areas that we're, and the areas and the sites that we're so concerned with. And having the people um, there and trained before something happens is crucial to making sure that those, um, the damage at those sites can be rapidly assessed and any reconstruction efforts can be, um, can be kicked off. Uh, again, um, this is our website. You can go to amal.global. Uh, there's more information about what we do there, uh, as well as requesting access to the beta versions of our applications. Um, and we thank you for your attention. I've been Saroosh, this is Andres, and our colleagues, Dr. Nara Hosking and Dr. Bijan Rahani.